0: Hey guys, my name is Vikram, and I'm your host for today's Alligator Zone podcast. Today on the podcast, we have Dr. Yogi Goswami, co-founder and chief scientist of Molecule. That's M-O-L-E-K-U-L-E. Their website address is Molecule.com. Dr. Goswami's invention of photoelectrochemical oxidation technology, also called PICO technology, For air purification led to their creation of Molecule, a high-tech air purifier. It was picked as one of the 25 best inventions by Time magazine. The venture-backed company is based in Silicon Valley. Dr. Goswami, a world-renowned solar scientist, is a distinguished university professor and director of the Clean Energy Research Center at USF. He has published 22 books and more than 400 referee technical papers. He also holds 23 patents. Dr. Goswami is a recipient of the highest awards in the field of solar energy. Dr. Goswami has been inducted in the Florida Inventors Hall of Fame. Now, on to the podcast. Hi Dr. Goswami. Thank you so much for being here.
1: It's my pleasure to be here, Vikram.
0: So, In simple words, what problem are you working to solve and how?
1: Well, when it comes to molecule, uh, the problem we are trying to solve uh, involves almost everybody in the world. Uh, The air quality everywhere is going down. Uh, And that includes not just the outdoor air, but also indoor air uh, that we breathe inside our homes and offices and other spaces the air that we have inside has a number of pollutants that cause us various health problems Uh, most of us don't realize those problems but people who suffer from asthma and allergies that they realize them and they suffer the most so we are trying to clean that air so that you are able to breathe the air that you were meant to breathe.
0: Oh, that sounds really cool. So it's a really technical company. Do you use a lot of engineering skills?
1: Uh, Yes. I uh, went to engineering school for my bachelor's degree, uh, studied mechanical engineering, then did my master's in mechanical engineering, and finally PhD.
0: Oh, wow. That's a lot of schooling. How long did that take?
1: A long time. (laughs) Uh, Five years of undergraduate. Where uh, at the time I was an undergraduate student, which was long time ago. Uh, It used to be five years, and then uh, uh, graduate school, masters, PhD took another uh, five six years.
0: Wow, so did you acquire any of the skills that you used to run your company outside of college?
1: Uh, certainly, you you learn everywhere. You learn in the college, you learn in the school, but then you also learn from people that you come in contact with. You also learn from what you look around, and uh, in uh, our case, uh, our people who have already gone to college, uh, there are a lot of uh, uh, other places to learn. Uh, which includes continuing education, which includes going to conferences where other people present and you learn from them, uh, which includes uh, going to seminars and lectures of other people. So we learn from all of those places.
0: So going back in time, what were your favorite subjects in your childhood?
1: Well, my favorite subjects were math and physics.
0: Did you uh, end up, like, doing any extracurricular activities on those, like join a math club? Well, I grew up in India,
1: and so uh, the activities over there uh, used to be quite different from the activities over here. We used to have some uh, clubs which were um, related to the academics and also some social type of clubs and I participated in uh, a number of them.
0: So you were always uh, kind of a math and science kid, more numbers-oriented from the beginning? Uh,
1: That's what I was, although I would say, you know, as a teacher since I've taught for a long time, that uh, everybody doesn't have to be uh, in that way. There are so many uh, ways one can uh, grow, uh, learning various things,
0: yeah, definitely. so what did you do for fun as a child? Did you have any hobbies?
1: Well, uh, we used to play various games uh, and <laughs> so so though that was uh, the most fun for us uh, to be able to play uh, uh, games like cricket, uh, uh, football, what is known as soccer over here. And uh, then there were some other games that are not known in this country.
0: Did you ever like make-up games just
1: for fun? Well, we had one game that we played uh, in our uh, school while we were in middle school, which was sort of a game that was made up to mimic uh, baseball, Uh, except Hmm. that we were not playing with the bats. We were playing with our hands. And the ball that was used was not the hard ball that you use in baseball, but a tennis ball. And so so we thought that was a lot of fun.
0: Oh, that seems fun. <laughs> did, what were, who are were your childhood heroes? Like, did you have any sports heroes? Like, it seems like that you've played a lot of sports.
1: Uh, well, the sports heroes that I had at that time are not known in this country. So they were... Uh, um, Cricket players. Cricket was the most popular game uh, in India where I was growing, uh, and so there were a number of cricket players that were uh, my favorites.
0: Did you have any other types of heroes?
1: Certainly. uh, I uh, grew up at a time that uh, India had just become independent uh, after uh, being ruled by Britain for uh, centuries. And so people who fought for independence of India, they were my heroes at that time.
0: Hmm. That's inspiring. What kind of books, movies, well, sports, as you already mentioned, did you enjoy as a child?
1: Uh, As far as the books are concerned, uh, there were no books about sports uh, there. So I uh, uh, would read uh, uh, books that, came in front of me that were related to some physics topics uh, or some uh, old mathematics, uh, like webic mathematics, uh, which uh, was very advanced mathematics, but uh, not taught in schools. So those were some of the books that I used to pick up and go through.
0: So you were like an academic child,
1: or were you more balanced than... Enjoyed a variety of things. Uh, I, I was more of an academic child, and, and I remember that my uh, older brother, uh, one time he was given some money to buy a book and bring that book for me. And he, because he thought that I was such an academic person, he actually brought me a hockey stick. He said, You mm-hmm. don't need a book, uh, but you need this hockey stick. <laughs> that,
0: that seems really fun it's like you have enough books
1: right
0: (laughs) right can you recall any specific incidents or maybe people that like resulted in turning points in your journey to being an
1: entrepreneur well i uh, can't really remember that but uh, being an entrepreneur was sort of just part of me i i always thought of uh, turning whatever I was working on into something practical, a practical product that helps others. And then uh, while I was a graduate student, uh, I would try to think if I can sell that and and earn some money.
0: So you always started a business out of something? You could always see if it could become a product?
1: That was always at the back of my mind, although I have uh, not always been in business Uh, As you know that uh, I've spent more than 40 years uh, teaching at uh, various universities, Uh, although teaching engineering and and inspiring students to uh, become entrepreneurs, uh, but personally, I have not always been an entrepreneur, but at the same time, let me say that uh, I have uh, started uh, a number of companies. Uh, not all of them uh, were successful, but I did start them.
0: So you have some experience in this field?
1: Uh, yes, I have experience of uh, starting companies that failed. Uh, because even from your failure, you learn something so that uh, you do it differently or you do it better the next time you do. Yeah,
0: you learn more from failure than you do success. Uh, indeed. So... Uh- What advice would you give to your younger self?
1: My advice would be to do something that uh, makes you feel good, to do something that you are passionate about, because when you do that, you will actually do your best. You don't have to follow somebody else, uh, because what that person did or is doing may not be, uh, something that makes you passionate, uh, even though that person is making a lot of money doing that. So so you have to follow your passion and uh, always think of uh, doing things that helps other people. So when you're doing things to help others and in that process, you can also uh, make it into a profitable business uh, that works out well for everyone.
0: So um, you should always do something that you love. And if you love it, it's like not even work,
1: right? Uh, yes. You, you have to follow your passion. You have to follow uh, what makes you feel good, makes you happy. And, and when you do that, uh, also think of all of the others and see if this is something that will help others also.
0: Okay. So final question. In your view how should school kids prepare for future careers in your industry and like especially your industry cuz it's growing and changing so fast
1: well you you have to learn the fundamentals so there is no substitute for learning uh, the fundamentals the basics basics of uh, science and math and and all of the the other social science and those areas uh, that prepare you for uh, a future, whether it's in the industry or in the community. So after preparing all of that, uh, you can decide to go into certain specific areas that uh, excite you. Uh, For me, engineering was what excited me. For some others, it may be uh, social sciences. Others, uh, it may be uh, uh, medicine area. Uh, or legal area, or uh, financial area. So so it depends on what excites you and go into that. And then in the future, uh, don't close your doors. In other words, don't put boundaries around yourself. Uh, because if you're capable of doing something, uh, then you can find success in almost anything that you do. Uh, people who put boundaries them, around themselves and say, okay, all right, my uh, area is uh, mechanical engineering. Uh, well, that's all I'm going to do. Now, they may not become that successful. But if you say, okay, all right, I have uh, uh, studied mechanical engineering. I'm good enough. I can look at a problem and I can solve it. Then you don't limit yourself to that. And that's where innovation comes. Uh, Innovation comes when you allow yourself to uh, freely think. Uh, You look at certain problems and say, how can I solve that problem? You look at uh, certain situation uh, and you say, how can I make that better? And so when you start thinking in that way, then you innovate, and that is what... uh, helps everyone else
0: so you should keep an open mind and you should always keep your creativity running
1: yes you have actually summarized it very well
0: (laughs) thank you well that's all my questions so thank you so much for being on this podcast it was very inspiring and informational
1: well you are very welcome and you have done an excellent job interviewing thank you (laughs)